Hey y'all, hey. Oh my goodness. I get so excited on about our noonday devotional and teaching and us being together. Hey Nia, um, I'm always excited to see what God is going to bring us. So as we come into the noonday devotional today, welcome YouTube family, welcome Facebook family, welcome our podcast. If you didn't know, we podcast on over um, 12 different stations. So welcome to our podcast family. A little bit later, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me and see me clearly. And then we're going to get into our segment of cup. Um, when we come back next week, we are going to be with Nehemiah Lamb, the executive director of Unique Individual in Atlanta. So I'm always excited as we have special guests. But today we're going to hear from the Holy Spirit, the most um, special guest coupled with um, an amazing, there y'all go, thank you, coupled with an amazing writer, um, Mark Batterson and Chase That Lion. And if you are new, since I'm doing a little, little notice before we get, our next book is The Launch, written by myself. So if you don't have your copy, go order a copy off the website, or you can also go to Kindle and get the electronic copy. But in just a few weeks, we're going to start our the launch and we're going to cover the launch and we're going to talk about starting and stopping and what it means to do life with God and just finding your purpose and I'm very good with starting and stopping do me a favor go share the video <laughs> go tag your people in go bring people into our Friday 12 devotional we start our week with the word of God and we end our week with the word of God and then if you're a lady and you want to join us in the morning for prayer we have prayer at 7 a.m in the morning and we would love to have you um, with us in the morning for prayer um, I just simply love what God is doing. So I'm going to pause and I'm going to share the devotional in a couple of spaces. And while I share the devotional in a couple of spaces, why don't you do the same? Why don't you share the devotional with a couple of people you love? Put it in their inbox, invite them in, share it in your story um, and just say, come on in. I want you to take part of this. God has been so faithful to us on our journey. Um, um, putting us in a position in a place where we're learning more how to follow him so that we can find ourselves. There's my girl, hey Ramonda, that we are learning more to follow him so that we can find ourselves. So back again in the morning. Also, I have an event coming up for teens in April. It'll be Pillow Talk with Teens. We're going to release that event in just a second. It'll be online only. I thought I was going to do an in-person, but I'm not going to do an in-person with the teens yet so it'll be online so if you want your daughter to spend four hours with me and let me mentor her for four hours i would love to so when we drop that online link to um to pillow talk teens i would love for you to get your daughter to register hey mama um hey lavenda hey y'all do me a favor share the video right now i just shared the video oh i got one more space to share the video let me go to one more space to share the video and we'll get started so what did i say next friday nehemiah lamb from unique individual we're going to talk to him about living on purpose and then after thank you nia for sharing and then after 
Nehemiah Lamb. We're going to have some other special guests. And I'm just excited about what God is doing um, as we walk and live on purpose. The whole point of this noonday devotional is to encourage us to live on purpose. You are not just here to live. You are not just here to exist. God doesn't want you just having um, a boring life. God wants you to have a, an abundant life. And Jesus finished all of this so that we could experience all of this now. So I just want to encourage you today to live on purpose. Ooh, can you put that in your notes, in your comments? I have to begin to live on purpose. And when I live in purpose, guess what I do? I live with intentionality. So I hope you got your cup so that your cup could be filled today. Even if you um, are feeling depleted, I hope that this is today that you experience the fullness of God and you don't feel depleted any longer and you feel supercharged. Hey, Victoria, hey, my love. Um, you feel so supercharged by God. Hey, mama. I love my mama so much. Oh, you feel so supercharged. My dad, can I tell y'all something funny? I am such a baby when it comes to my parents. Like when I have my parents, I don't try to act all big girl and grown and mature. I am like their daughter and their little girl and I act like that. I go over to my mom's house, I shop in her closet. Uh, when I see my dad, I sit in his lap. Um, I'm still their little girl and I act like it and I don't mind owning it. Ooh, I do not mind, I don't feel shame about it. I can be a big girl anywhere else, but with my parents, I get to be their daughter and I act like like that. I, I am. Andrea, such a baby, such a baby, such my mom's baby, such my dad's baby, such their baby, and have no shame about being their baby. Um, so you got to live on purpose. So today we're going to be talking about fighting for it. Y'all know I got a fighter in me. Y'all know I got a fighter in me. But this fight is going to look different. Ooh, this fight is not how we've all um, meant to fight. Or, or how we've all learned to fight, right? This fight is different. So put that down. I, we're fighting for it. We're fighting for purpose. We're fighting for what um, we're called to do. But can I tell you something? This fight looks different. Ooh, so you got to put that in your notes today. This fight looks different. This fight that I'm having for my purpose does not look like... Um, the battle um, of what or how we think the war should be fought. This is a different kind of fight. And so many of us that have been bullied are pushed beyond our circumstances, are pushed beyond our limits. Baby, we got a fighter. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, I was bullied. And so being bullied pushed a different type of person out of me. Well, when we come to know who we are in Christ Jesus, because that's when we get filled with hope, purpose, our spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit then the fight becomes different. And that means I get to rest, Julia. And that means I get to wield the tools of the kingdom. And I don't have to wield tools, ooh, come on now, that look like this world. And can I tell you what that's gonna do? That's gonna bring me favor, when I fight like he wants me to fight, I'm not. I'm trying not to yell. My grandson is in the house. My puppy is sleeping. I'm trying not to yell. When I fight like he fights, it's going to yield me favor and it's going to bring me 
10 times more because God wants the glory. If he thought you could do it on your own or without him, he would not have created you to be so dependent upon them. This world teaches us to be so independent of God. This world teaches us to struggle when we don't have to struggle. Remember in Zerubbabel when he was talking and he says to them, he says, not by might nor by power, right? Well, not by might nor by my power, but by my spirit. If we could learn to do more things by his spirit, if we could learn to do more things spirit led, we would experience a freedom, a favor, a protection, a provision that we don't know. But many of us have not entered into the rest of God. We'll be struggling. Oh Lord, I won't rest. Oh Lord, I need a break. And the Lord, and the Lord that God is like, I've been trying to give you rest. See, we think rest means free from work, but what rest means spiritually is free from struggle. Ooh, my God, it's a freedom from struggle. I'm not saying you won't ever toil. I'm not saying you will not work hard. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in this position, I learned to cast all my cares on him because he cares for me. I learned to let him be the head. I learned to let him lead me. I allow him to be the good shepherd. And when I allow him to be the good shepherd, then guess what he can do, mama? He can lead me in season and out out of season. So the struggle doesn't look like a struggle, baby. The struggle looks like a setup for victory. And I don't know about you. I want to live in the setup for victory. I love y'all know I got a hip hop version or I teach it a little different. I love when Jesus is like, wait, 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 wait. I am not the one that came to kill, steal, and destroy. That is not who I am. I am the one that came so that you could have life and life more abundantly. And people like to leave that just to the other side. But I think God was talking about even here on earth, that there will be some things that occur when we trust him with our pain, when we trust him with our sorrow, when we trust him with our issues, when we trust him with our problems, when we trust him with our purpose, when it looks like it's not even working, but I still stand in a place of provision and trust that's completely and totally utterly dependent upon God. Will you put that in your notes today? The Lord wants me completely and utterly dependent upon him. Oh, come on now. The Lord wants me completely, utterly and dependent upon him. And it doesn't look like this world success. So can I tell you something about a fight? Usually if it's a fight, for your purpose or it's a fight you in you gotta know that god brought you to that fight Ooh. oh my god you gotta know that god can i just sit for a second you gotta know that god brought you to that fight you got to know that the fight that you're fighting, that God brought you to that fight, because sometimes we'll engage in warfare and wars and fights. And the Lord didn't even bring us to that fight. That is not the fight that we're supposed to be having. So before I engage in the fight, before I get engaged in the cause, before I get engaged in what I think God is calling me to, I have to know that the Lord brought me to 
that fight. I have to know that this is even my fight. I have to know that this is even my call. I have to know that this is even something that he's requiring me to do because sometimes we will rage war on the wrong things and it's not even our battle and it's not even our fight and it's not even our and the Lord is like, I didn't call you to this fight, right? I didn't bring you to this fight. So I, you got to know that this is a fight that the Lord has called you to. You got to know that this is your time and your season to be engaged or to be involved in this. Because sometimes we got, become involved in things that God does not even want us to be involved in. Sometimes we get involved in or call, we call ourselves up into a purpose that the Lord doesn't even know that we're called in. So how do we know God has called us into this? Can I bring you to a little bit of the story of David and Samuel? Oh, can I can I bring you to a little bit of the story of, of David and Samuel? I just want to give you a little bit of what's going on. Remember, Saul has disappointed God. Ooh, Saul is disappointed God. Saul has Saul has upset God, right? Saul is upset God. And so God is God has dealt with Samuel, who is the prophet, who is the priest, and said to him, Look, I need you to get over your grief for Saul. I know you thought Saul was going to be the one, but Saul is not the one. I'm going to raise somebody else up to be king. I'm going to raise somebody else up to do this. And so he sends Samuel to Bethlehem. He tells them, he gives him specific instructions. And when God is calling you to a fight or to be part of something greater than yourself, he will give you specific instructions. He will send somebody. Can I help you on this? As confirmation that this is your war. Ooh! Y'all ain't going to shout me today. He'll send somebody. I promise you, God has never failed. He'll send somebody that calls you, that identifies there's something on your life that's called for this. There's something. I remember one time when I was sitting in class, I, I was working on my master's in gerontology at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. And when I was sitting in class, there was an older lady in class. And as we came after class, she said, can I tell you something? She said, when you're in class and you begin to speak, can I tell you what you, what happens around us? The whole class just gets quiet and draws in on your voice. She said, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're called to do, but there is something, there is, some, there is something about you that it's meant for people to listen to. When I was a very little girl, my mother used to stick me in things that I did not want to be stuck into, but there was something on my life that motivated my mother to push me into an area. Come on now. So there is always going to be something. And I'm not just talking about a, a little bit of something. There'll be a peace priest. There'll be a prophet. There'll be someone that identifies that there is something on your life. And when they do, it'll charge you up and it'll become confirmation really to what the Lord has already been speaking to you. Ooh, it's really just confirmation to what the Lord has already been speaking to you. It doesn't matter how long you've been waiting. It doesn't matter how, what you're looking like what you're looking like. He'll always send somebody. So this is where he is. So this is 16 verse. And so, so Samuel says, Samuel's afraid and he's afraid of Saul and the Lord tells him what to do. But this is what I love. So Samuel comes, he arrives at Bethlehem and he's asking Jesse, he's like, show me your sons, right? Show me your sons. This, this, this is so powerful to just how God works. So he begins to show him sons that look, look the part. Ooh. Come on. 
sons that look the part. He begins to show himself. We will disqualify ourselves often because we feel like we don't look the part. Can I be honest with y'all? Can I be transparent? I never thought I looked the part. I don't, I don't look like what ministry is supposed to look like. I don't look like what church is supposed to look like. I'm tatted up. I flow a little different. I got a little hip hop feel to me. I got a little gangster inside me. I don't look like what the part looks like for ministry. I'm soft and gentle in so many ways, but when it comes to the word of God, I'm so passionate. I was just born to be different. So he's going through all of the people that look the part. Ooh, he's going through all the people that looks the part, but because God already has a perfect plan for David, he already knew who David was in his mother's womb. He already knew for such a time, there would be David, right? So when he goes through all the parts, this is what he says. When he gets to Eli, he says, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before God, right? But the Lord says to Samuel, this is so important for you to understand and discovering your purpose. This is how I know the Lord will bring you to the fight. Even when you don't look like you got the weapons, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm going home on that one. The Lord will bring you to the fight. Even when you don't look like you have the weapons, the Lord will bring you to the fight. It doesn't mean that it's activated in that time or season, but it means he's designated you for such a time as this. He's designated you for a particular call. He's designated you for a particular purpose. He's designated you to be this certain type teacher. He's designated you to be this certain type preacher or person or call on your life. So he will appoint you. He will designate you. He will call you. He will anoint you before you even have the weapons or the tools that you will need in your particular time and season. It's just so factual in the word. So the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I rejected him. That's not who I'm calling. Woo! That's not who I'm calling. That's not who I'm designating. That's not who I'm pointing. This is what the Lord is clear. He says, the Lord does not look at things, at the things people look at. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back that's always talking. The Lord does not look at things. Ooh, come on now. That people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord is looking at your heart. So then Jesse called Abdanad to pass in front of Samuel. He said, the Lord hasn't chosen this one either. Then Jesse had Shammah pass before the same. He said, the Lord hasn't chosen this one either. Then Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. He said, the Lord hasn't chosen these either. He said, is, all, is this all you got? That's what he asked Jesse. He said, is this all? Is this all you got? Jesse said, hmm, this, they're still the youngest, but he's tending the sheep. Oh, my God. He said, send for him. Ooh. See, can, can I share just, just, get, get, get. when I was really still, when I knew God in March 14th, five years full-time ministry, LMJ Ministries will be five years old. 
when I was still struggling with whether or not, like I had accepted my call in the ministry over 20 years ago, licensed 20 years ago, like licensed a long time ago. But when I got was pulling me into a different type fight to be a voice for a generation, right? To help restore people who had been broken and put their trust back in God. That's part of my fight, right? He, he sent for me. And I remember I was at church and we were in praise and worship and I was just on my face before the Lord and my at that time, I think Josiah was 11 and Josiah was standing behind me and he got, he had his hands and he began to cover my hands and he began to cover my eyes and he began to cover my mouth. And my 11 year old son, the Lord spoke to him. He says, mom, you will be called to speak to generations. I was like, okay, that's confirmation. And then my aunt began to pray over me at a later time. And she says, she just said to me, she said, you were appointed to do something for generations. Like God just called you to a different platform. And then another time I wasn't trying to choose myself. I wasn't trying to set myself out there. I wasn't trying to position myself. The Lord was positioning me. And then I got a call later to sit at the table with a mentor and his mentees. I never asked. He called. He called. The phone call came and said, you're, this is what you're called to do. So he will send someone to call you. So he said, there's still the youngest thing he said. He said, we will not sit down until he arrives. So they sent for him and brought him in. He was glowing. Ooh! He was glowing. He was glowing. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. He was glow. He was glowing. He was glowing. He was glowing. So it says, then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So when there is a fight for you, God will equip you and God will bring you to the fight. Let, give me just my a second. My okay, I'll give you just a second. Oh, Romans 5 and 3 and 5. It says, not only so, but we are also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out on our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So when we're waiting, when David was in, in the field with the sheep, guess what was happening? His character, his hope, his perseverance and endurance, all of those things were equipping him, stay focused, all of those things we're equipping him for where he has to go. So let me tell you something you have to bring to the fight. You have to let the Lord reveal your characters that's in you. That's what's necessary for the fight. Woo! Come on now. That's what's necessary for the fight. While you're waiting, the Lord is going to reveal whatever issues you have. Reveal means whatever is secret, he will make it known. Woo! Whatever's in you that could be a character flaw or could be an issue. And so many of us are waiting out in the field, tending sheep, doing what we think is insignificant. But the character development that we need for the next season, for the call, for the thing that he has, that he is fighting has to be revealed to us. It has to be revealed to us. So you need to understand that tending sheep ain't no bad thing. Put that in your notes. Tending sheep is not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, really tending sheep takes bravery. Oh, come on now. Tending sheep takes skill set. Do you know that there is only a certain voice that the sheep will tend to? Oh, there is only a 
specific voice that the sheep will respond to? Do you know when you're tending sheep, you're not just sitting out there um, watching the sheep. When you're tending sheep, you're leading the sheep. When you're tending sheep, you're caring for the sheep. When you're tending sheep, you're protecting the sheep. So what the Lord is doing as you're tending is he's bringing out your character. He's teaching you endurance. And then there's a hope that you're developing and that you're gaining and that you're getting that can only happen and be brought to you through the hope of the Holy Spirit. So you got to allow my God you got to allow the character to be developed in you so that you can really properly fight with your dream, fight for your dream so that you, because when we fight in character, we fight differently. When we fight in character, we fight with the word of God. When we fight in character. So let's skip over. We're going to skip over to first Samuel 17. I want to give you this. When David came with the Goliaths, whoa, come on now. When David when David came with Goliath, Goliath was out being disrespectful. <laughs> Goliath was out being boastful. But David would begin to recognize that the problem with Goliath wasn't really about him. It wasn't really. It was about God's people and it was about God's promise. Woo! See, you got to understand. See, so much in our, come on now. This is why your character got to be developed so that you'll learn how to properly fight with the word of God because so much will happen that you will begin to take the fight personal. You'll think it's about a personal attack. You'll think it's about a personal mission. But really what's happening and really what's going on is that it's the mission of the Lord that's being fought against. It's the mission of, of God that's being fought against. It's God's assignment and it's God's purpose that's being fought against. So every day that the Philistine that Goliath kept coming out. He wasn't really, he was coming out against Israel, but he was really coming out against God. So let me read this to you, right? And David was here because he was bringing his brother's supplies, right? Now, Israelites say, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. See, the Israelites had made the defiance about them, right? And yes, they were God's people, but the defiance really wasn't about the Israelites. The defiance, come on y'all, was really about, God's perfect purpose and God's perfect plan. So they just kept saying, they said, he's coming out. So David comes in and he says, he says, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistines and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God, David began to note that this problem was greater than just the Israelites. This problem was really about the living God. Something tells me that when David was in the field, tending the sheep, woo, my God, because the Bible holds record that David was a man after God's own heart. Something tells me that while David was in the field tending the sheep, that God was developing him, that God was preparing him, that God was strengthening him, that God was giving him the strength that he needs and the character that he needs in the fight. So, so he comes down. He says, Eli, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the men and he burned him. He says, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are. This is him. And how wicked you are, Hayden. You came down only to watch the battle. David said, now what have I done? Can I even speak? He then turned to someone else and brought up the same matter. David kept hearing the same thing over and over again. So David goes to Saul and he says, look, 
Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go fight. Saul says to him, because he's looking at his size. He's looking at his stature. He's looking what he think David needs to have. He says, listen, <laughs> he said, you're not able to go against the Philistine, fight him. You are only a young man. David says to Saul, but your servant, woo, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Baby, that's a strength that can only come from the Lord. That's a wisdom that can only come from the Lord. So he fought differently. He says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. He fought a different fight. Say that. I got to fight a different fight. The Lord brought him to the fight, but the Lord brought him to the fight because he had already proved his character, his inclination to be dependent on God. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened over his sword. And then he said, I can't go out in these. He tried to put natural things on him. He tried to put things on him that he thought would naturally equip him. How many of us do that in our purpose? I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with certification. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with degrees. I'm not saying that. But can I tell you something? What God has to do for you has nothing to do with your natural abilities. If you keep thinking this fight that you got to fight is in your natural abilities, you're going to keep missing out on the success of God, the power of God, and the hand of God. He says, I cannot do these things because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand. He chose five smooth stones from the stream. That is not normal behavior. That is behavior of the Holy Spirit being active. That is behavior of the Holy Spirit. That is not, this don't even make sense. This don't even, he, then he took his staff in his hand, chose his five full stones, put them in a pouch of his shepherd's bag. And with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bear in front of him kept coming closer to David. He looked over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome. And he despised him. He hated David because the glow was on him. Can I tell you something? Can I? Can I tell you something? This is why you got to be careful because people will try to shift you out of your resting place. People will try to shift you out of your peace to make you think you got to fight this thing different. But the glow, the anointing, the power of God was on David. So he said to David, he said, I'm a dog that you come at me with sticks and the Philistine cursed David by his God. Come here, he said. He said, and I'm going to give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. And David said to the Philistine, here's the power. You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. See, he didn't make this personal. Woo! He didn't make this personal. He didn't make this a personal fight. He didn't make this about him. He made the fight about God. He said, you coming to me with all this mess. You attacking my character. You attacking my country. You attacking my fellow men. He said, but really the problem that you got is with my God. And since the problem that you got is with my God, 
I'm getting ready to let my God serve you up. This is a different kind of fight. This is a different kind of fight. He said, this is what he told him. He said, so the Lord says, he says, all those gathered, he said, all those gathered here will know it's not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give it into your hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag, taking out a stone, he slung it and stuck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone stank and sunk into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. And then he runs over and he cuts his head off. Baby, this is a different kind of fight. <laughs> This is a different kind of fight. This is a different kind of fight. This is You're going to fight for it, but you're going to fight for it with the wisdom of God. You're going to fight for it with the power of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to fight. You do not have to fight this thing that God has called you to in your own strength. You don't have to use this world's tools. You don't have to use this world's weapons. All you have to continue to do is to fight and to remember the battle is not yours it's the lord's your strength is in him your peace is in him so whatever the circumstance or situation bring it to the lord put it all on the table and let the lord do it he'll give you exactly what you need in this season thank you i hope your cup is filled <laughs> i hope your cup is filled i hope today that you leave here with your cup filled that you leave here charged up that you leave here reminded come on now of how god will fight battles for you and you don't have to fight this fight on your own he will go before you he will make your enemies your footstool he will do absolutely everything he needs to do if you want to know more about the ministry go over to the website <laughs> thank you lmjministries.org um, and you can connect to us there. If the Lord places on your heart or this has been a blessing to you today, you can give there as well. Or you can cash out for us. Dollar sign L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. I love you so much. But more than anything, God loves you more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let the love of God be seen and demonstrated through you. And I'll see you back next week. Love, peace, and blessings. Woo! Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.